0: Hey all, welcome to Bookish Bitches. It's not your grandmother's book club, but you know what? I think both of our grandmas would be pretty down with these ones. Um, I'm Lauren. I'm Megan. And in today's episode, we're gonna be talking some about some of the Grimm's fairy tales. Um, I personally love Grimm fairy tale retell. Like these were the original mm-hmm.
1: fairy tales. These are what children were told because they all had a lesson within it. Yeah. Like morality stories. And then Disney like said, fuck that. We're
0: making money off of it. Disney took them and made them different morality (laughs) stories about females being inferior. But anyway, um, so do you want to tell the audience what you're dressed up as today?
1: Yes. So for this episode, we actually have a series of many short stories. And we're going to be doing Rapunzel, Cinderella, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, another Snow White story called Snow White and the Rose Red, and Rumpelstiltskin. My character because I'm not blonde and I don't have black hair and I refuse to do rumpled still skin makeup because i tall <laughs> and I was like, no, um, I am doing rose red, which is Snow White's a strange sister that we'll be talking about later. Um, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> so yeah. I have like a rose I've kept from high school because I'm slightly a hoarder but not really but like the sentimental stuff um and I got my rose red little rose earrings damn it I got red hair and I got all this cute little eye makeup on
0: (laughs) I love the squint
1: you gotta represent oh yeah
0: (laughs) and then I dressed up as one of the stepsisters from Cinderella so in the Grimm's fairy tale Cinderella um the step sisters at the end, which is not a spoiler. These books of this book has yeah. been out forever, so. Um, yeah. But at the end, the step sisters get their eyes clawed out. So I took that plus the fact that the Cinderella uh, movie was made in the 1950s and kind of mixed those together. So that's what you're seeing there with my lovely claw marks on my eyes and my cute floral skirt. So we
1: mm-hmm. try to get creative around here. I really didn't know what I was going to dress up today. We ha- we called each other earlier. So I was like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just loved that you called and there was a collective of like, okay, so like, w- what did we discuss last week? What are we Well, doing? so
1: in my mind, I was like, Hansel and Gretel was still on the table. And I don't know why I thought that. And I was like, I'll just go as the witch in that story. And then I got on the master list and I was like, fuck, it's gone. Um <laughs> And I was like, little sneaky ad there. No, we're
0: not doing that. Because that was the original, original uh, selection. So we had like had probably a list of 10 of them. And then we went through and saw what we both had in our copies because we have both different versions. Yeah. Um, the
1: story version I have is Barnes and Noble's like complete fairy tale version. And which one that
0: one's gorgeous. I um, love it. It's so I have the Barnes and Noble's classic version of it. So it's the smaller one that's orange. Yes. And it has one of your traditional images. Um we are like
1: going through to find similar stories because yep. they were all completely different. Um, and there's like over almost a hundred stories
0: in this book. I'm also realizing that there's a very good chance this episode is going to be really long. Because not only is there like the moody, moody, Jesus, the movie adaptations that we're going to talk about. There's also this the show Once a Upon a Time.
1: This might be two-parter like Silver Flames. It might
0: have to be because Once Upon a Time exists as a show and we both loved that show yeah so let's just jump in with Rapunzel let's start with her um yes so I will give a very very quick synopsis because the story is like two pages so it's fairly short yes so in the Grimm's fairy tale Rapunzel Rapunzel is um essentially she kidnapped by the witch or sold to the witch but she ends up with the witch in a different way than the movie
1: I believe she was sold to her, probably.
0: Yeah, so, oh, that's what it was. So the Rapunzel's father is caught climbing into the witch's garden and stealing his radishes. Her, It's either her radishes or something else, but he's stealing these things because his wife wants them. And she catches him, of course, because she's a witch. And at that point, the punishment basically is, or there's a deal made that, like, if he keeps stealing, she's going to take their daughter. So she mm-hmm. does. And takes her, locks Let's her up. around and tower. find out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> essentially, the definition of fuck around and find out. So Rapunzel ends up in the tower, and uh, the witch, who we obviously know as Mother Gothel from the movie version, but she's just called the witch, comes and goes and keeps Rapunzel locked away in this tower. And of course, a prince, as all these stories kind of do, comes along and eventually falls in love with her, sees how the witch is getting in and out of the house. Shouts Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, because that's the phrase. Rapunzel, for some reason not knowing the difference between the man and the woman's voice, but you know, whatever, throws her braid over, he climbs up it, and they make plans to run away together. And it's um it's very different than the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: In like a, a refreshing way, but also the length of this would have never lent itself to a whole movie
1: yeah um so there's been different like grim like realistic versions and they've made movie- movies off of the grim fairy tales but disney's tangled definitely was for children i remember loving it as a child oh yeah um definitely not as gruesome the only gruesome bit Tangled is probably with mother gothel's death pretty much because that was the closest to kids ever realizing like someone getting stabbed and dying like
0: and her, her death is still very sight unseen yes. in, in this with all of the Grimm's fairy tales. Yes. There's a, it's said, it's not like overly gruesome, but it's definitely like, hey, this person just died. Like, it's.
1: Exactly, exactly. And <clears throat> in Tangled, uh, in the beginning, uh, Mother Gothel wasn't that bad, in my opinion. Um, She literally was just using the plant. But then the queen of the kingdom is dying. Uh, they are looking for this plant that brings you back to life by singing an incantation. And when the wife eats it, her baby possesses that power, the power of the sun, that good stuff. So Mother is like, hey, I'm going to get that kid. And yeah. she wasn't going to kidnap her until she realized when she cut the hair, it, the power left. So in true Mother Gothel and she's like, fuck it, I'm going to take the kid.
0: Adapt and survive, I guess.
1: Adapt and survive, and let's talk about the kingdom's palace security, but that's another story. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Um. But yeah. So in that end, Mother Gothel, you know, she dies because Rapunzel's like, "You just killed my boo. I'm gonna cut all my hair off so you can't get." No, she didn't cut it. Sorry, Flynn cut it. Yeah. Um. And at the end, she loses her powers and she fades away to dust. Less gruesome than the Grimm Fairy Tale version.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, However, I prefer the Grimm. I prefer Grimm Fairy Tale versions because they are true. They're not sugarcoated shit. It is right there in front of you.
0: And I feel like I'm just googling something. Um, Like you said before, the Grimm's Fairy Tales are always. um, They're always intended to teach a lesson. Yes. And like in the end of the Grimm's fairy tale, Rapunzel gets away, obviously, as in the Cinderella one. Yes, but it's more so through her own. Um, it's less. It's it's less through her own agency, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's it's interesting because it's same avenue but different message within it. I'm trying to find. Um, yeah, so the witch catches the prince. I just realized I don't have my glasses on. I can't fucking see anything. Um, the witch c- catches the prince in the tower and tra- like basically traps him after sending Rapunzel elsewhere so he can never see her again. And he like jumps out of the tower to escape her, gets away, and she finds him... Um, And she also, like, side note, sex out of marriage, has a a boy and a girl, but hey, um, very surprising for the time. She finds him and her tears clean his eyes of the thorns, so it's, I don't, I feel like this is one of the ones that doesn't really have so much a message as much as it's like, the witch doesn't get what she wants, you know? Um,
1: I won't lie to you, I lost connection for a solid minute, and I screamed hello, and I don't know if you ever heard that or not. Nope. Um, I am following you, though. I was,
0: yeah, I definitely lost connection, and I was like, oh my god. I heard, like, (laughs) a broken robot noise. Your camera disappeared for a second and came back, and then I was just like, you know? And you're like,
1: yeah, yep, uh uh-huh, I know. technological age is amazing, except when you have spectrum Wi-Fi. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I basically just said oh. I don't really see the message in this one because yeah. it ends with her just crying the thorns out of his eyes after he's like tricked by the witch.
1: Uh, not a huge message with this one, but definitely. Uh, this is, I like the fairy tale.
0: Yeah. I, like I, like I also it. think it's interesting um, that the characters in these are a lot more black and white. Mm-hmm. So, like, the witch is only the witch. She never pretends to be anything, really. Other than who she is. Um, and like, of course, she lies to Rapunzel about why she's in the tower and A, B, and C. But it's not so in-depth as the manipulation you see in the Disney version. Because they're trying to, you know, fluff up the movie more. But Well,
1: my version was a little different, actually, apparently. Um, in my Rapunzel version.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how she wasn't sold or t- anything like that. Um she was used as compensation for stealing vegetables from a garden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was yeah. the same in mine. It was basically. Okay. She was used I as currency. I was looking because at that. I was
1: like, the entire time, I was like, was she sold or like, what happened? I couldn't
0: think of the way to phrase it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was given away. But we're talking about Cinderella now, are we? I lost her. No, we're
0: still on Rapunzel.
1: Okay. I was about to. Um, I did think it interesting that the king's son was the guy, that was screaming Rapunzel, Rapunzel, look down your hair.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I love that. A prince somehow was added into this. I will say with the Disney version, I like that it was a thief and not a prince.
0: Yeah, I think it makes also more sense that a thief would be in the woods, yeah, screaming at a tower because the prince being out there, like, Bitch, why look was down your hair! There? the gods are at me? <laughs> yeah, like,
1: <laughs> I swear to God. Um,
0: I also I will say some of the other stories I prefer to their movie counterparts. This one I prefer the movie counterpart to this.
1: Mother Gothel is slept on.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying.
1: She is slept on. Because... And I think
0: Rapunzel, even though being super misguided and naive, still has a lot more agency and, like, desires than this one does. Because she's just like, oh my god, a prince wants me. I'm gonna have his babies. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah.
1: I like the concept in Tangled. Mother Gothel is teaching her real world lessons in this shit. She's like, many shit. Don't trust them. Don't go near them don't Talk to them. Yep. If they come here, shoot them on sight. <laughs> um, I will say that about her. She did. I think she did care about Rapunzel. Like, if you're gonna spend your time with someone for many years, eventually you gotta like.
0: Carry. I think she more so cared. I don't want to get into the weeds of the movie, but she more so cared yeah. about what Rapunzel represented for her and what she could yeah, do for of course. Her.
1: But she, like, wanted to keep her happy. Like, for her birthday, she would, like, go out and about, like, for day-long ventures to, like, bring her paints from this ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Keep like, her happy, keep her complacent, keep her there.
1: Right. I know she, like, was just to keep her young and stuff, but, like, I vibe with Mother God. She wasn't the worst of the worst.
0: She had some, <laughs> she had some pretty good songs, not gonna lie.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I like Rapunzel's story. I thought it was cute. Uh, the Grimm fairy tale version was gruesome, but which one isn't? I mean, yeah,
0: that's kind of their their thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cinderella's was my favorite for gruesome.
0: I think Cinderella is the first one that like made me aware that, and I'm sorry if I keep sounding like I'm moving, it's because I keep leaning back and leaning forward. Um, this was the first one that made me aware of like how gory the Grimm's fairy tales actually were
1: for me that was sleeping beauty like that was a fucked up tale and that it's not what we're talking about but like in sleeping like a short little synopsis mm-hmm. in sleeping beauties she was put on a curse that was true but the king came and raped her in her like sleep she gave-
0: oh i lost her again okay well um while we wait for megan to come back i'll give a quick synopsis of cinderella gave birth to children in her sleep. I can, can you really that. not hear me i can hear you again
1: oh my god i was like over here i'm like what
0: yeah it was like she was and then it cut out and like i heard what you said but after that it just stopped
1: yeah so basically she gave birth in her sleep she was like had unconsensual sex in her sleep uh yeah, I, that was a fucked up tale, and I read that when I was like fourteen.
0: That shit was fast. That's that's good for a formative age. Um, yeah, at least you know what it is by that age. Well, so the Cinderella gore that I became familiar with was actually not even through reading it. It was through Into the Woods. Really? Yes. So the play I Into never the, watched that. I watched parts of the movie, but the play Into the Woods has them carving off their feet, carving off the chunks of their feet, and having their eyes like clawed out by birds. So that was how I came across it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then my dad was like, you know that's what the original stories were, right? And I had like a whole like come to Jesus moment when he said that. Dude. That's fuck.
1: <laughs> that is fucked actually. Um yeah. So did do you want to get a synopsis of the Cinderella Grimmsor? Yeah, that's fine. That's your character.
0: Yes. Um so this one's actually pretty similar in the general sense um so cinderella has this beautiful mother her name's actually ella it's cinderella's a terrible nickname so ella has this beautiful mother and a father who was a merchant her mom dies her dad remarries very shortly after which i had a problem with that but whatever um so he remarries pretty quickly he marries obviously the evil stepmother who has the two daughters and essentially does nothing as his other daughter is turned into a servant to his stepdaughters and they're just like ridiculously cruel for no reason but they find out that there's going to be a ball for the king's son and similar to the movie cinderella wants to go the stepdaughters are like who would want to take you blah 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 in this one they throw like peas and beans into the soot Mm -hmm. and her, her stepmother says you know If you can pick these out in time, you can go. And then she does it with the help of these magic birds. Um, And the cycle repeats and her stepmother's eventually like, you have nothing to, to wear. Why would I take you? So she goes out to the tree that I believe was planted where her mother died and asks for a dress. And the birds bring down a dress for her. So she goes, and I also like in this one, which this is a synopsis point, but it's also just like, I like this. There are multiple activities where she encounters the prince. And I also love her her little getaways where she like jumps into the hen house and climbs out the back window. Or she scrambles up a tree and jumps down the other side. Because it's like, girl, what parkour were you signed up for when you were, you know, being a servant? But, And then, of course, the prince goes on the path to find the girl who matches the left behind glass slipper. And the stepsisters, in an ploy to, uh, you know, get his hand, the first one carves off the heel of her foot, and he's like, oh, great, I found my princess, which, again, you didn't see her, you don't recognize her, but whatever. Um, and I get, in this one, they explain kind of more of why he doesn't recognize her, it's because she's covered in soot and ash, so, like, he can't really see her hair color or her features.
1: It makes more sense than what they did in the stories and yeah, movies and shit.
0: It makes a ton more sense because it's like, yeah, you wouldn't be able to recognize someone if you can't even see their facial features, clearly. But so the first sister, she starts bleeding and he notices there's blood running down her foot. So he realizes that she's cut a piece off. And I think the birds sing a song and are like, she's not the one, blah, blah, blah. Which She's
1: I'm, not the one. Blah, blah,
0: blah. Yeah, I'm like, cool. Some Some singing birds. Pretty Disney, but okay. And then the other one cuts off her big toe to fit her foot in the shoe. Which I told my mom that and apparently she didn't know that. And she was very upset that I told her that. Um, So (laughs) she had this look of like, why would you ever tell me that information? But here we are. Um, Chris
1: laughing in the background.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. And so she tries. And again, they find out that it's not her. And they are trying to avoid having Ella try on the slipper Mm -hmm. she does anyway the prince finds out that it's her they get married and at the wedding the sisters get their eyes pecked out by birds
1: gotta say that prince charming was the only princess prince damn it to have a foot photos just saying
0: i'm so glad you're in my headphone and no one else can hear you (laughs) why because I don't, I can't remember if my mom ever left her office or not. And if she heard that, I oh okay. I was
1: like, wait, can the audience not hear me this entire time?
0: No, <laughs> that's nice just me closet. talking to myself.
1: Uh, yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> I think Prince Eric would actually have some photos too, right?
0: Probably. A
1: little Mermaid and shit. I mean, for sure, for sure. At least Ariel would have it.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, yes, At least absolutely. Ariel would have it. She'd be Prince too Eric fascinated. Probably not be yet. like.
1: All right, babe, it's fucking toenails. What do you want me to do?
0: He's just sitting there like I'm just trying to eat my dinner. Can you put my shoe back on, please?
1: Can you get out from under the fucking table?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so looking at this Cinderella, let's can we just start with her father? Because he makes me irrationally angry.
1: And most men make me irrationally angry, so <clears throat> <laughs> I didn't really resonate. I mean, I yeah, I didn't really resonate too much with the anger portion for the father because I was like Paternal neglect is just the norm.
0: (laughs) I just, my issue is, like, they talk about how much, in the beginning, how much he loved his first wife. Yeah. And how much he loved his daughter. And then his wife dies, and he's like, what daughter? Like, what? How? Literally how? And I know there's no way that he was oblivious to the fact that his daughter was wearing rags and covered in soot and cleaning up after everyone else. No. Like, no one is
1: weren't they financially unstable though? Like they weren't doing too much,
0: not necessarily. Um, couldn't remember that. There is, oh, that's what it is. So, she when he goes to travel, her stepsisters are asking for these super expensive things, and they're not like financially unstable, but they don't have the most money. So, mm-hmm. C- Cinderella, who is standing in front of her father, covered in Nash, but anyway, asks for um, the branch that knocks the first branch that knocks his hat off and when he brings that home that's what she plants over her mother's grave and that turns into the the little tree Mm -hmm. so it's not that they're broke but they're um they're not like rolling in it either
1: i don't know why he neglected her so much but i gotta tell you maybe it was like enormous back then once the wife died focus on the new wife make the new kids Mm -hmm. blah 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 maybe like he, it was it was annoying throughout the the short story
0: so i also looked at when these were recorded the actual stories do you want to give a guess of what year or what century they were recorded in shit if i had guessed this before i looked it up i would have been completely wrong
1: 18th
0: you're actually really close the 19th 17th? century so okay i was thinking maybe
1: eighteen-seventeenth.
0: yeah that's so, what i'm thinking They were originally recorded uh, between 18, or they were published originally, 1812 to 1858. So it is very possible, because these are also oral histories that are oral stories that are recorded. It's very possible that this is just like a standard of norm that like, oh, it's the new wife's job to deal with the children. It's not his job. So he doesn't pay attention to her. But I'm just like, if you were so involved with her before, how are you going to act like she doesn't exist now?
1: Yeah. I like I said su- like I said you know I, I, we don't know how it was back then but I, I mean were fathers really that kind most of the time
0: exactly that's another you know what thing? I mean like, like yeah. were they
1: really that kind like we have some stories where it's like a huge father daughter relationship but like then I feel like this was more a realistic version you know what I mean like Cinderella wasn't a boy i feel like if he was a boy he, if she was a boy, then he would have been, like,
0: he would have been more involved, yeah.
1: Noted on, you know?
0: Yeah. But. That's a fair point. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, you know I mean, like, if he yeah. was a boy, like, if Cinderella was a boy, then I feel like it would be a whole different situation, but he never ended up having kids, like, that were a boy, so maybe he resented them?
0: Or maybe he just didn't care, because none of them were going to be heir to anything anyway.
1: Exactly. Hmm. That's how I at least viewed it. I was like, if Cinderella was a, like a guy, then he would definitely have like taken him hunting and talking about yeah. financials, found the right woman for him to marry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I, ver- I like that there wasn't a fairy godmother.
0: It was actually really interesting how because the fairy godmother, yes, she waves her wand and she gives Cinderella stuff, but she also is kind of an emotional um extension. Yes, she is. She's someone that provides comfort. Yes. Which having the animals instead of the fairy godmothers, is especially interesting for that reason, because the animals they, they provide comfort, but not in the way that another human being might.
1: Exactly. Like the animals in the Disney ter- retellings, because there's like multiple movies, there's a TV show, all kinds of good stuff. The animals had their own agenda going on, t- also. Like, they had their own stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Fairy Godmother was kind of just leading the troops. Yeah. I never really fucked with a fairy godmother personally. Wishes don't just come true. I'm sorry. They don't just come true. You can't wish on a star and then all of a sudden have a million dollars or mommy and daddy get back together. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> nah, it's i I'm a cynic. I'm cynical. it sounded
0: very pessimistic, but you're also just speaking the truth.
1: You know what I mean? I, I'm very I can be pessimistic, and this is one of the things it's just. Wishes do come true. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying, like teaching kids that if they wish on a shooting
0: star, everything will be okay. <laughs> and I'm. It's it's interesting because this sets the precedent for the Disney-fied happy ending, like Snow White does yeah. as well. Because um, Snow White comes before this one, and then this is the second one that comes out. As far as the Disney princesses, this one definitely sets the precedent of like a man will come and save you and fix your problems but also that if you wave a magic wand it fixes it Mm -hmm. there's a i
1: i I just don't know and like i personally i just don't like the message it sends kids yeah that why don't i like if cinderella can have a fairy godmother why can't i have one you know what i mean like am i not good enough and stuff like that
0: and i also feel like it It kind of has this notion of, like, at the same time, because she's described in this synopsis of, like, so it's the Disney Princess timeline is what I'm looking at. It puts them all in order of when they came out. Yeah. And it says, hardworking Cinderella never gives up. Though her life is tough, she still finds time to be kind and give giving to her animal friends. And it's like, she really, the animals are kind of doing everything for her, which is, like, they're We're
1: helping not gonna, out, yeah. Like, I, I guess in that sense, hardworking. Yeah, if you want to be hardworking, then
0: your wishes will come true. I like that. That's but hard. that's not what comes across in the film.
1: Yeah, in the film, it's like she gets a giant list of chores. Yes, the animals do most of the work. Yep, and then the animals make her a dress. They do her hair. Yep, her makeup. They make her shoes. It gets all torn apart
0: and there's also those cries like, at the fucking well there's also like this theme of um crying yes yeah, crying she cries <laughs> so much in the movie there's i cry so
1: much i should have a fairy godmother by now Shit. honestly
0: maybe you just need to cry it until depends. you can't breathe please don't there's this Please i'll There's like, it right now if you're beautiful good things happen to you like that's something that you also get at cause in here it's like i I've, n-
1: I've never seen a princess with acne get her like have her life put together and a prince come save her. And Just in the me.
0: Grimm's fairy tale, she's described as being pleasant and kind, but it never once really says that she's like, Oh my gosh, she's dropped at gorgeous. Yeah. Or at least if it does, it's once because it's not focused on. It's she's very patient and she asks for help when she needs it. So she receives it and she bides her time essentially in reality which it's it's not 100% foolproof realistic but it's more realistic than okay well let's wait for this mold lady in a robe to show up and fix your life and give you a prince who will save you from all your woes yeah
1: yeah i mean like if you really look at the message it sends you cinderella's movie message is when you wish on a star you'll get a fucking fairy godmother to fix all your problems and then a man will come in and save you from your terrible life
0: yeah you know what's also interesting is the commentary that is made by the Grimm's fairy tale through the stepsisters the idea that they would mutilate themselves for a man they barely know just for an ounce of status and the fact that that backfires on them yeah because their whole thing is deception and then it doesn't work out because they're trying to deceive someone who catches them
1: yeah you know now i know we're like that was a big old rabbit hole but (laughs) we're not professionals when we're saying what the messages but i gotta tell you personally when i have children or if i have children one day i don't know if i'm going i don't know like maybe when they're older they can see it but like I know a ton of different other stories and movie adaptations of stories that have a better moral message than most of the Disney princess stories.
0: I can tell you for a fact that if I... I'm not having kids, but if I were to ever have kids, I would show them the live-action one. Mm -hmm. Because it's less of that, like, a man must save you. Like, yes, he still saves her in the end, but it's less reliant on that. Um, Yeah. I like the live-action Disney princess
1: stories over most of the cartoons.
0: Because they also... A lot of them are more present. They have considered the things that have changed since 1950 and said, okay, let's... These are messages we don't really want to do anymore. How do we um, consider that?
1: One Snow White adaptation I really like is... Oh, what is it called? Mirror, Mirror. Mirror, Mirror with Lily Collins. Because Snow White... Oh, I've seen clips of that. Snow White is a badass. She learns how to fight for her own battles. The... Dwarves are basically her backup. She can, you know, fight. Yeah, it was a Lily Collins. It was someone else though. Um, but I like the live action retellings a lot more than the cartoons.
0: (laughs) It is Lily Collins. I just looked up. Except
1: Mulan and Brave. (laughs) That shit's dope.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you're right. It is Lily Collins because I just Google. Dishonor
1: on you. Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on your cow. Fucking love it.
0: Um, so let's then. You brought up Snow White, so let's talk about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Compared to the movie, pretty similar. Yeah, pretty similar. Um, so we don't really need to. Do it a didn't steer too
1: far. It was the first Disney princess.
0: Yes, they were using the source material appropriately. The only real change is that, like in the movie, she just eats the poison apple and you know dies, passes out, whatever. Yeah. In this one, the evil stepmother tries to kill her multiple times so there's a comb there's she ties her corset strings too tight and then there's the apple yeah um also my biggest issue both with this one and the the movie version is like there's no fucking stranger danger
1: no there's not At
0: not all. a single con- a like, I- The it's filled with dwarves all men too yeah it's more sketchy and, like, I guess part of- For the huntsman? The message is- Don't fuck with your stepmom. Well, yes. But also the sense of, like, there are good people and bad people in the world. And you need to be wary of the bad people. So, like, the stepmom feels that. But also, she's just trusting seven dwarves and some random huntsman who is paid to kill her. And he kills people for sport and for pay. I'm like,
1: eh. Um- for me, beauty, the message was, for me was beauty is not the most important thing in the world. A little bit.
0: Yes. The whole no, purpose
1: of Snow White trying to get off was because the evil stepmother evil step which the fuck she is, looks in the mirror, the evil queen, sorry, looks in the mirror, says mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one on the wall, and it finally says it's not the queen, it's her, Repo- Snow White, damn it.
0: We've <laughs> been going through them really quickly. I know. Playing.
1: And then she's like, all right. After having several times to kill her, she's like, you know what? We're just going to send her the woods to get someone a knife her.
0: Yeah. I also like if that in, sure. in combination to what you're saying, that Snow White, yes, she's the fairest of them all. But also they talk about the good personality qualities she has. Like when she goes and she's living with the dwarves, they basically tell her, this is what you have to do to earn your keep. And she says, okay, I'll do that. And she does what she's supposed to be doing. Like she holds true to her word. She works hard.
1: And also the huntsman didn't kill her because he didn't want that guilt. He also knew she was gonna die when he was sent her into the woods because the he figured the beast would kill her. Yeah. But the dwarves found her first.
0: Let's talk about um let's talk about the prince.
1: (laughs) Get the fuck out of here.
0: (laughs) Because I busted out laughing. It was one of those laughs, like, there's no fucking way I'm I just read that right. Do you remember how? You want to talk about how the prince comes to find her and how she ends up being awoken? Which, okay. I'm glad that it wasn't a kiss, but so still no. questionable. No, because I'm speechless. He said it. Okay. So I, the, prince, the
1: prince was fucking irritating.
0: So he comes along and finds her in the glass coffin because the dwarves are like she's not dead. She's not decaying. She's too beautiful to put in the ground and we're worried that like burying her is a bad idea. They put her in a glass coffin. The prince comes along, sees a beautiful woman and goes, Let me buy her from you. Sorry, what? And they're like, No. And she and he goes, Then give her to me, because I'll take care of her. And of course, in Grimm's fairy tale way of like not getting into super deep character development, the dwarves can see that he's being genuine. So they're like, Okay. So he rigs her coffin up to put it on a wagon, which like that he just like stole a dead person, but and it goes over a bump, and the apple comes out of her throat. It just dislodges itself. And she wakes up. There's so much in that to unpack. But I'm honestly, in at the very core of that, very happy that it's not a non-consensual kiss.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know why Disney said, fuck it, we want these kids to know if they fall asleep for more than 10 hours, yeah, they're going to get someone to come over there and give you a good old waddle on the face.
0: Could you imagine if the Disney movie was just like, he goes and he kind of was like, can I see, like, can you open the case so I can just see her closer? And he goes, it looks like she choked on something and he just gives her the Heimlich. She just wakes up. That would be the funniest fucking thing ever. It'd be like, the importance of emergency services. And that would be the end of the movie. <laughs> Prince Charming MD over here. That should be the new um, the new tagline for like learning the Heimlich, is like, this clip about how important it is to know the Heimlich because she literally is only unconscious because she's choking on the apple in real time
1: i swear to god she would have had no brain going like no oxygen going to her brain she would have been fucking brain dead
0: yeah a whole lot of brain damage there but she does go in i love the message that you can buy your wife for just $19.99 in a glass coffin too free shipping free shipping yeah no sorry eight eight apple not included (laughs) apple not included
1: apple not included
0: Use this code to get 25% off. Like, what is happening? What do you mean, let me buy her from you? She's a human being in a coffin. Like That's so creepy.
1: Like, owned her.
0: Yeah. And I also love that initially they're like, no. Why would we sell her to you? Like, You're she's fucking human. not. And then he's like, I'll take care of her. And they're like, you know what? Seems like a pretty good dude.
1: I swear to God. I preferred Snow White and Rose Red way more.
0: Oh, yeah. That one's, I think that one's honestly the cutest one. In my, It might opinion. be more Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's very, it's Beauty and the Beast without the bestiality part.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. To, to put it quite simply.
1: To put it quite simply. Um. So the precipice for, and I don't know if that was a word, but I'm making it. It up. was. You're good. The precipice for Snow White and Rose Red was, they were these two sisters, and they lived in the woods with their mother, and there was a red rose bush and a red a white rose bush. And she had two daughters. So there was Snow White, who represented the white roses, and Red Rose, who represented the red roses. And they were super, super close as children, super tight. They did everything together, holding hands, everything. And they lived in the woods. And there's this bear that was always around. And then there was this dwarf that was always around. And he was a crotchety old little shit. (laughs) (laughs) So one time when they were out, not even out in the woods, they were at home. It was a terrible storm happened. The bear came knocking on the door, and the mother was like, We always open the door for strangers because they can stay at the home for shelter reasons, you know? So the bear then was like talking and telling a story about how uh, don't trust the little white, the little dwarf. And I was like, Damn, okay, sizes. <laughs> and and he leaves afterwards after telling a story here and there and they come across the little dwarf while the bear is gone for like a month or so and he's crotchety he drops all his jewels and everything picks him up and throws him in his cave and the kids are usually okay with that so they don't really say or question it uh, however one time when they are going back home the dwarf thinks that they stole something from him. So he goes to attack him and the bear comes out and kills him. And then the bear turns into a man, like magic. And then Snow White marries said fucking bear and Red Rose marries his brother.
0: I think it's also very interesting the fact that he just conveniently had a brother for Rose Red. Right?
1: I was like, Red Rose should have gotten the goddamn prince, but whatever, fine, fuck it, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, so basically, there was, she, you know, Snow White because this was an adaptation of Snow White. She buried the prince, and then Red Rose got the second in charge brother, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and the whole reason the guy turned into a bear because. <laughs> in Unho- a little quote unholy little dwarf who had stolen my treasure uh to roam around the woods and made me a bear until his death would set him free yep i was like what the fuck
0: <laughs> yep
1: <laughs> i thought it was a funny little story uh definitely different than Grimm's. i don't think it was as gruesome the death of the dwarf wasn't as bad it was just i guess the moral of the story don't steal a dwarf shit or you
0: will be turned into a bear Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though, because it's just, like, this one has more of a moral compass of, like, help those who need help. Yeah. There's no, I mean, yes, of course, there's the marriage at the end where they are virtuous and they have husbands, but that is such a shoehorned thing at the end that it's not the focus of the story. It's not the
1: focus of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, the whole time both the girls are helping the dwarf and the bear because they need help it's not necessarily oh well we think we'll get something out of either of them it's because it's just the girls yep the bear needs a place to stay where the dwarf needs help picking up his things or he's fallen in the water and it ends up working out for them because they've done the things that they were taught to do
1: i thought it was a cute little story i like this the relationship between red rose and snow white
0: yes i think they are um it's different oh. than the typical story of how
1: the sisters were close and then grow to hate each other.
0: Yeah, they just stay
1: close, literally in marriage as well.
0: So they change, but they never uh, start to take each other for granted. They actually change and become better foils for each other.
1: Personally, for me, Snow White has always been a virtuous character for me. Like yeah. Snow White, white is, is a symbol of purity, um, fairest of them all. You know, and then there's the sister, Red Rose. Who is a little not different, but she's, she's I guess, more, more gritty, more, more earthy. Is. Yeah. Which is the version I prefer.
0: Yeah. I think it's also really interesting the fact that Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs are so different than Snow White in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, at their cores, they're very similar characters, but their backgrounds are completely different. Exactly. Like,
1: the men in the Huntsman wasn't in the story. There wasn't an evil queen. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't any of that. The dwarves were non-existent in this story. And I like that because it's just a story about helping people and then finding out that even though you help someone, you don't
0: need to have compensation for it. You're just in your house. And good things happen to come good people. But it's interesting that the dwarves in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves are... Benevolent, they give mm-hmm. her a place to stay in exchange for her help. And the dwarf in here is malevolent. And it also, I think, shows, because all of these were collected from oral, oral stories. They're not something that Grimm's brothers wrote. They just recorded them. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how different groups view different versions of the same stories or different versions of these characters or figures um, based on where they are. Yeah.
1: I like that version more than Snow White and Seven Dwarves. It was yeah. not my favorite story. I was always holding everything together.
0: Yeah, I would definitely like to see like a little, even just like a little short of Snow White and Rose Red as like a, an animated thing that Disney does and see what yeah. they do to it. Because it's already pretty Disney without being like sugar and spice and everything nice. Yeah. So, I think they could actually make some serious money off of that.
1: But yeah, they won't. Now to our favorite story. Oh, yes, yes. Rumble I always loved Rumble Stiltskin as a child. Mm-hmm. The stories, there was never a fate, like, they were all amazing. All versions of Rumble Stiltskin are amazing.
0: I think he holds true across all renditions of him. <clears throat> Probably the best out of all of the characters. Yes. I love Rumble Stiltskin. He is just, he's a hustler. <laughs> I also did not know he was a dwarf. Like, that just never- Yeah,
1: it makes sense, though.
0: Yeah, I just never thought about it that in depth to realize that, I guess.
1: It makes sense, though, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like, he was a short little guy. Uh,
1: I like his little chant, but basically the story around the is that um, there is this Miller- uh, and she tells a lie to the king that she can spin string into gold because they're having a terrible financial situation right now. Uh, and the king, so basically, locks her in a tower, and she has like 12 hours, I think, to spin the entire room of straw into gold. And she cannot. She told a lie. Now Rumplestiltskin can't. So Rumplestiltskin comes in the middle of the night when she's having a mental breakdown, and mm-hmm. is like, "Hey." I will spin all of this straw into gold so you can marry the king if you give me your firstborn child. Yep. And she does, obviously. Like, what are you going to say now?
0: Well, so... <laughs> Thinking the, he's not going to come bite her in the ass. Yeah, she absolutely is. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Not, yeah, like, I mean, no foresight, anything like that, but okay.
1: I think she thought that when she married the king, then she wouldn't have to worry about this. He'll forget about it, you know.
0: yeah. Even- she forgot but about it.
1: Regardless, he spends all the straw into gold. She saves the kingdom from financial ruin, technically, not really, but technically, um, and gets married and has a child with the king. Now, Stilton comes back for that child, and she did not tell the king about it at all. So, Stilskin gives her one chance, well, three technically. She gets to solve a riddle. What is his name? Because she doesn't know his name at all. If she can guess his name, then she can keep the child, and everything will be fine. Now I can't remember what the two guess first guesses were, but once it got to the last one, she realized she had to do different tactics because Rumplestiltskin pretty much had us in the back because it's not like a regular name like Dave or Bob or yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean Rumplestiltskin. It's not really something you're gonna just like throw something out there and be like, oh yeah, you're right, dang.
1: So like on the third day, she follows him back to where he lives and I don't know how he didn't know this but whatever
0: well so she had people all over the uh all over the kingdom so he didn't know they watched thing. yeah that was it a... so
1: <laughs> so basically on the third day uh the master is like they have a baby we'll figure it out so she follows him and hear's him hopping on one leg saying today I bake tomorrow brood the next I'll have the young queen's child Ha, glad am I that no one knew that Rumpelstiltskin I am styled.
0: Basically. Nice going, dude.
1: So her first two guesses are Conrad and Harry. I'll give her props for that creativity. And then he's like, no, no. And then she's like, perhaps your name is Rumpelstiltskin. And he's like, the devil has told you that, the devil has told you that. And... He likes to stop around, so he stomps so hard on his right leg, he opens up a chasm underneath him, and he falls through and dies.
0: Classy. Couldn't tell
1: you the logistics of that one, but that, uh... There's actually different versions of that, so the version I had in mind might be different than yours. Mine was he stopped and opened a chasm. There are some where he stopped so hard he ripped himself in two.
0: Yeah, that's the one I had where he like, that's the you have? Okay. Yeah.
1: So I have the one where he stomped so hard he opened a chasm and swallowed him whole. Then there's the other with the right or left leg where he literally split himself in half. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Both are um, cool, actually. I like those.
0: A lot. It's interesting that there's two different ones, but they're also both like, he still dies, though. Like, don't worry.
1: He dies both ways, but like, they're definitely creative. Yeah. You know, it's not like he was tickling his teeth with a shotgun. He was very creative. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you say stuff like that and I'm like, "Oh, that just happened." Sorry, people. <laughs> I have been told I have creative comebacks.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, Rumpelstiltskin has always been my favorite. It's a cute little car story. I think it's I think the moral of the story was don't tell a lie cuz then it's going to just go down a giant it, one lie turns into a spiderweb of lies.
0: And I also think, on top of that, you can say like taking advantage of people doesn't ever end well. Yeah. Because she tells the lie, but she ends up like okay. Like she obviously is stressed out and, you know, but in the end, she's okay. Yeah. She takes and advantage she has to keep her. her child. Yes. He takes advantage of her, though, yeah. and ends up either in a chasm or ripped in half. Yeah. So you
1: know, both are equally threatening. Yeah. Um, now, with the many versions in the world of Siltskin, there have been many TV adaptations and movie adaptations and one of those is Once Upon a Time.
0: And I'm also it's glad one this of our is favorite shows. the last bullet point because we can talk about the other stories in context as well. Yeah. Um, so, for anyone who hasn't watched Once Upon a Time, where have you been? <laughs> um,
1: My mom and stepdad, whenever that came on Sunday night, Mm-hmm. They always got so confused with the flashbacks. She's like, my mom would be, get irritated. She'd be like, I don't understand why they go in between with the p- past and the present. I'm like, because mom, that was in the fairy tale world. And this is the modern world. You
0: can tell because the coloration. Yeah, it, it just
1: never, ro- so me and Kyla would have to watch on like the ABC app or the dot com. Yeah. <laughs> but basically there's like almost every character from the Disney and Grimm fairy tale stories. Even like Elsa, which I hated that season, by the way.
0: Yeah, I was really—that's the season I stopped watching because I was really upset that she was there.
1: <laughs> Hated that season. I like Frozen, but um,
0: no, not with my Captain Hook. But uh, it was like all the classic fairy tales, and then Elsa, which like I liked when they had Merida because she kind of fit into what was going yeah. on and the girl power stuff. And not yeah. to say that Elsa doesn't, but it just was—it was like you're very clearly trying to play on what is financially in right now. I like Peter Pan's version too, but Peter anyway. Pan's season is so good. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, um, that. You know something else. I, um, I love Peter. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, Once
1: Upon a Time is basically a TV show where Snow White and Prince Charming have a child, and to save the world because uh, the Evil Queen was coming and put a cursing on everyone, they sent her to our world, and time was frozen. Everybody forgot who they were. Um, so throughout all the seasons, throughout all the, sh- the show, uh, new characters are always being introduced and character development is flawless
0: um, and they're always based off of the original fairy tales so in this Disney has interpreted them yes. yeah
1: in this tv show rumple is called mr gold
0: which we were yeah. talking about this book the other night and i was very upset that i just realized why you just realized why no last time we were talking and i t- oh. we were talking about it and i was like i just realized why his name's mr gold and you gave me like a look of like are you kidding me Dude, I must have, like, fucking dementia because I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So, Mr. Gold actually is behind the scenes and everything. Um, He predicted... He actually gave the curse to the evil queen, knowing that he can remember who he was in the world after the curse.
0: Which is, like, so on brand for him as a on character. Brand.
1: On point, for sure. So, he... Fools everybody the entire time Thinking that he doesn't know who he is He's just a pawnbroker In reality, he remembers everything He remembered making a deal with the Miller's daughter In this version, it was the evil queen's mother, Cora So, they keep that retelling in there That he made a deal with her She reneged and went back on it And basically, nobody crosses gold after that I like that, actually
0: Um, No chasm Yeah (laughs) I also like how much uh, Once Upon a Time pulls the stories and links them. So, like, all these unnamed unnamed characters, like the Miller's daughter. Because she has no name, who are we to, how are we going to argue that, no, she wasn't the mother of the Evil Queen? You don't know that.
1: Yeah, she was always made fun of for being the Miller's daughter even though she worked harder than her father. Which is actually a great message because her father was a drunk and she literally held the family business together. Yes. But anyway. Can't really blame Cora, by the way. She
0: has ambition, like most people. i think the issue is where her ambition consumed her Mm -hmm. she could see nothing but her ambition
1: yeah she yeah yeah
0: when young cora is who i'm talking about specifically but i think also the fact that she has all this ambition and is a woman in a world where no ambition like where she can't get forward regardless yeah is the whole reason that she resorts to what she does but like that's a we might have to have another uh, conversation because people came in for books and were like, "Once upon a time." Yeah,
1: um, so, <laughs> um So basically, there's a lot of different retellings with Rumpelstiltskin and they're all—I think—they're more accurately re- retold versus most of the others.
0: Yeah. You know I, I mean? It's, it's interesting because, like, "Once Upon a Time" obviously focuses on Snow White and Prince Charming, as well as Rumpelstiltskin And then we also have—we've talked about here today Rapunzel and Cinderella. I had to Google if Rapunzel was in "Once Upon a Time." She is. She's in season three for one episode.
1: Was Cinderella,
0: she
1: mixed? huh? Wasn't she mixed? Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Cinderella, I do actually remember her because she her actress was on something else and I've recognized her. Yeah, she yeah,
1: she plays a single uh pregnant mother. Yeah. Yep. Single pregnant mother.
0: And all of that is happening while they're still under the curse, so she doesn't know that she's Cinderella and, and gold Termin- try to take the kid. Yes, Gold is literally trying to snatch this girl's baby up.
1: Gold literally killed her family fairy godmother and said, "I, hey, I'm your fairy godmother, and I want your kid."
0: Kind of funny. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. It's.
1: I like that. That was funny. She he squashed her like a bug.
0: <laughs> yeah, that show is really funny.
1: Yeah. Um, you to watch it tonight now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I was looking. I was like, "Where do I want to pick up from?" Because like I like the. Underworld It's on Disney scenes. Plus. Yeah, Sorry. I know. I know. We're You're really right. plugging in this show. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah ABC sponsor us um but like I like the underworld season but I might just watch the Peter Pan season because that is the season that I like oh, I love that I'm so invested in that season all the time oh yeah anyway let's let's get to ratings before we make this a whole episode about ten out of five, five. 5
1: out of 5 50 out of lorexs yeah
0: for sure <laughs> you said 50 out of Loraxes. <laughs> Yeah. I love
1: all of them Grim Fairy mm-hmm. Tales are my favorite they're all different they all have different morals I
0: yeah, they're you all. You have great. to pick a favorite, Rumpelstiltson. Ex- excluding Rumpelstiltson because I knew yeah. you were gonna say that. Snow White like the, the f- Rose Red. Fair. Yep. I think I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and I think actually that's probably my my favorite one out of all thing. five of them because we get a lot of relationships that we don't get in the other ones.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, people. So next week actually. we're gonna talk about uh, House of Hollow by Crystal Sutherland. I've read it. I'm super excited to talk about it. I know Meg is going to get around to reading it.
1: I'm reading that later on today. And I'm very excited for Boozy Bitches with
0: It Starts With Us. Oh, that's the other thing. Um, So we will be having a giveaway through Instagram. So if you follow us, make sure you, you know, tag and comment stuff. If you don't, go follow us. Uh, We're going to be giving away It Starts With Us by Colleen Hoover, which is going to be our first Boozy Bitches episode. And it's free. So, like, sign up for it. Come on now. Why would you not get a free book? (laughs) All
1: right, everybody. Bye. Bye.